0: Hi, everyone. Uh, Welcome to ELI, the place where you get your daily dose of inspiration for entrepreneurship. And today we have with us Mr. Rahul Arul Kumaran, uh, who is the co-founder at Vidya an EdTech Startup. Hi, Rahul. Welcome to ELI.
1: Hi, Priya. Thank you so much for having me here. Uh, how are
0: you doing? I'm doing good. How about you?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you.
0: Uh, Rahul, Rahul, uh, why don't you introduce yourself to our
1: audience, please? Yeah, sure, Priya. So, hi, everyone. I'm Rahul Arul Kumaran, the co-founder at Vidya, as Priya just mentioned. Um, I'm a recent B.Tech graduate, so I just completed my undergraduation from Mahindra University about, like, three, four months back. Uh, So, yeah, I mean... um, we, it, it took a long time to get done with it, primarily because of COVID. So, you know, our exams got postponed and, you know, we really had to wait for a long time. But yeah, I mean, uh, I'm I'm a recent graduate from Mahindra University. I have completed my bachelor's in computer science and engineering. Uh, that's pretty much about the uh, aspect of, you know, the technical side or, you know, you could say my uh, study-wise. But uh, apart from that, I, I, I'm i a hardcore foodie. I love eating. I love food. I love uh, preparing new dishes and trying out new dishes. And I'm also an avid gamer. So I keep uh, playing a lot of games like Cod Mobile and things like that. So yeah, that's pretty much about me.
0: Okay, Uh, Rahul, tell us about the venture you are uh, building. Uh, What is it about,
1: what does it do? Sure. Um, So ideally uh, at Vidya, what we're trying to do is we're trying to make industrial experiences more accessible and affordable for literally everyone around the world. So uh, the idea behind Vidya is that not everyone or not every learner or student uh, gets a chance to get that real-time industrial exposure, right? Because jobs and internships, sure, you have them, but then you don't have adequate number for everyone, right? So what we're trying to do is, one of the best ways to get that industrial experience, one of the best ways to actually understand how the industry works is to do an internship. But again, not everyone gets it. So we essentially are tying up with, other companies and startups, um, across different verticals. We take up real-time projects from them and put it forward in a gamified and progressive manner for our users to solve. So ideally over here, learners do not have to worry about applying for an internship. So, you know, they can just come onto our platform, solve some real-time tasks, get an understanding of what it requires to be a part of, you know, XYZ industry. So for example, there might be someone who's interested in machine learning, but he or she might be from mechanical, uh, the mechanical stream right? And it's not easy for, you know, a lot of people to uh, get an internship in these domains if you're from a different stream apart from computer science, or something like that. So we just try to make it more accessible for everyone. So, um, you know, you don't really have to worry about applying for internships, come on to our platform, solve different projects, which we call as missions. And yeah, you you get the taste of the industry. So that's, that's what we do. We try to bring uh, real-time industrial exposure and make it accessible for literally everyone across the globe.
0: Uh, well, I think that is a very interesting problem you're solving um, and very real problem as well. Uh, can you tell us what kind of traction you have got in terms of uh, the impact and uh, the number of student enrolled, etc.? Sure.
1: Um, this is actually a very interesting thing. So, uh, you wouldn't believe me, but like uh, we were pretty much about to shut shop with Vidya. So, you know, we thought uh, we were because we weren't getting enough traction until uh, October last year, until October 2020. Uh, so this, this was something that my co-founder and I have been working on for about one and a half, two years now, almost. And, um, yeah, I mean, like primarily the first 12 to 14 months were just ideation. So, you know, we were trying to conduct offline trials, just trying to understand the market, understand the problems faced by people in a better manner. And then, um, you know, also at the same time, my co-founder and I were supposed to go for masters as well. So that's, you know, uh, since we didn't get traction by that time, we thought, we might as well you know just shut shop but then um, covid happened uh, the lockdown was announced and we kind of knew that it was the right time to get our product out so um, we built a quick mvp around what we wanted to do uh, so we decided on march 25th that we wanted to you know get an mvp out and by april first week we actually had an mvp out and then after that as well the uh, the traction was really low because you know we were very uh, conservative about the type of audience we had because we wanted to understand exactly who you know uh, we want to understand more user reviews and interact with our users in a better manner. So until October, we had only 670 users, to be precise, 669. Um, and uh, but yeah, I mean, since then we uh, you know uh, increased our user base by 1,500%. So today we're at about 10,000 uh, users uh, using our platform. Out of which 50% of them are active users, and you know we've completed over 5 lakh project hours on our platform. Um, uh, with over 2,500 to 3,000 projects completed on the whole on our platform and about 50, uh, 25 to 30,000 uh, tasks, individual tasks being completed. So, yeah, I mean, the last four months have been great for us, um, uh, uh, not jinxing that, but yeah, I mean, uh, this has been the traction so far. So the growth that we've seen majorly has come forward in the last four months since we got things through. Okay.
0: Uh, one thing I'm very curious to know is that uh, how do you manage uh, your time since you mentioned you are already a star- US, uh, en- enrolled in a uh, full-time uh, graduate course as well. How do you manage your time between entrepreneurship and being a student?
1: Uh, Right. So, uh, I mean, the thing is that I initially thought I was going to be doing that course, but then after a point I didn't, I decided to drop out of that course uh, because uh, Vidya started moving and it really required a lot of time, you know, from our end because uh, managing both the things was really hectic after a point. I mean, I could probably do like a couple of courses, but uh, after a point it got really hectic. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I decided to take a break on that. Um, So I decided that, you know, I'll be focusing full time on Vidya right now. And uh, eventually, probably a few years down the line, I would be looking at continuing my graduate program again.
0: Okay. Uh, let's now go to your uh, uh, first day of entrepreneurship. Tell us how this idea came into existence. Who thought of the, uh, this idea and who proposed whom? And how did you come up uh, with a team and a plan uh, to build this venture?
1: Uh, sure, definitely. So um, the thing was that um, the idea, as I mentioned, we got this idea about two years back, uh, and uh, it was primarily because at that moment in time, I I was struggling to find internships. Uh, not because I did not have the knowledge, but then it was primarily because I didn't have that cutoff grade. So majorly, the internships that I was interested in, they were looking at a certain cutoff grade. Like you know, they wanted a GPA above nine, or you know. A, a, percentile above 90% 95% which was i think unrealistic in certain in a certain sense <laughs> so you know we uh, i was I, I pretty much struggled like for months uh, i couldn't find an internship but i mean i was confident enough that i had you know uh, much more technical knowledge than most of the people in my batch at least uh, in my college at least so that was something that i was certain about but this this fact that you know i wasn't getting an internship constantly demotivated me in a certain sense you know it at what I do or not Um, but yeah I mean that's 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 that was actually the starting point of uh, you know Vidya Um, and then at that point in time I thought what if there was a product which could actually help us get that experience without actually having to worry about uh, you know applying for internships and all of that because as a student as a learner your primary job is to learn and not you know spend so much time just on applications right and again at the same time like every um, every application is a different application. So if you're applying for multiple roles, you'll have to dedicate like hours together, like probably an hour or two to actually fill that application up. But then that kind of uh, deprives the learner of you know, his or her learning time. So th- this was a starting point about, uh, you know, two years, uh, one and a half to two years back. Uh, and uh, at that point in time, uh, so, the college that I come from was like a residential college. Um, so I had a roommate as well, who also happens to be my current co-founder. Um, his name is Rishab, Rishab Singh. So uh, I spoke to Rishab about this, you know, and uh, surprisingly, you know, he was also facing the same issue at that point in time. So, you know, he also had, uh, you know, had much more knowledge than most of the people in our batch with respect to a certain other domain. So he comes more from the non-technical background. Um, but then he was, again, finding it tough to find internships as well. So we thought, why not actually do something about it? Since there's nothing that can actually help us out, let's try to you know, figure something out. You know, Let's try to figure, build something for more people out there. But we weren't sure if everyone was facing that problem. The only starting point that we had was that in one room where two people stayed, both of us faced the same problem. So we thought, okay, surely, I mean, there should be more, other, more people who actually face a similar problem. So we quickly put out an Instagram survey to you know, find out whether... People actually faced this issue and uh, it turned out that 500 people took the survey um, from you know both our accounts combined and 99% of the people actually faced an issue like this at least once during their college life so it made sense for us so that was our basic you know initial uh, stage of you know actually figuring out that right we need to get this out so um, yeah I mean that's how it started uh, coming to the team, it's, it's been a really difficult task to find a team, uh, primarily because revenues are always fluctuating on a monthly basis for us. So, you know It becomes really tough to uh, manage full-time employees and all of that. But yeah, as of now, we're just a team of three people. Uh, it's uh, me, uh, Rahul, and uh, Rishabh, my co-founder, and another person named Satya, who works with us on a part-time basis. So we're just three people. And uh, yeah, the interesting thing over here is that we've never really met Satya. So, we don't, I mean, like, we've never really seen him per se, like, physically. You know, uh, we just talk over calls. But, yeah, I mean, he's been a great addition to the team. He's, like, one of the most integral members in our team. And we three manage, uh, you know, the whole uh, aspects, uh, the uh, length and breadth of Vidya, yeah, basically. Okay. So, yeah, that's about it.
0: Uh- Tell us uh, about the financial runway part, uh, to manage a process, you would need uh, support uh, in terms of finances uh, as well. How did you manage that
1: in the initial days? Um, Right. So, uh, honestly, financial aspect is definitely a very difficult aspect to manage uh, because I mean as i mentioned right uh, in the early stages it's so uh, inconsistent so you can't really predict how much revenue you're going to get on a monthly basis right so it's just so inconsistent there have been months where we've got like over 50k in revenue and there have been months where we've literally got nothing so um, honestly even now our revenue has been a little inconsistent here and there but somehow we make sure that you know we uh, generate a profit on a monthly basis through you know complementary services that we provide like you know we Host a lot of workshops. We host a lot of other fellowship uh, initiatives and other internship initiatives. But yeah, I mean a lot of them are free. But then these things actually form the base for us to convert more people to join our workshops, to join our other services like mentorship services and all of that. So um, currently we haven't monetized the platform per se, but we do offer complementary services that actually help us generate that revenue to keep us flowing, you know, on a monthly basis and generate some profit over that. Um, Sure. I mean, in the beginning, my co-founder and I, we put in like a founder's fund and, you know, we just made sure that that's like an emergency fund, you know, that we have just in case we um, run dry our finances on a particular month. But luckily, uh, we haven't really touched that yet. Um, So that's a good thing. But we've been, you know, earning quite uh, earning enough so that we can sustain. So our idea right now is, you know, make sure that we first get that traction and then slowly convert that traction into uh, paying users. And probably once that happens, then we could look for investments, but obviously right now it's, it doesn't make sense for us to look for investments because, uh, you know, we haven't really showed the profit margins that investors would like. So we're just surviving on, you know, the uh, recurring revenue that we keep getting through workshops and other complimentary services as of now. Uh,
0: what is your vision with this uh, product or the venture you are building? Where do you want to take it in the long
1: run? Right. Uh, That's actually a great question. So, um, you know, we keep asking ourselves exactly where we want to go as well. Like, you know, we keep asking ourselves that almost every day so that, you know, we are clear about it. And uh, honestly speaking, our idea for this is to make sure that, you know, uh, people don't really have to worry about applying for that internship. For example, now, um, the way we function is not just, you know, uh, serving customers out there like users, I mean, like students and other learners. But then we also focus on helping businesses hire quality talent because obviously like when a company gives us a task and we put it forward on our platform, the company also gets an understanding of how many people are actually aligned towards their company, how well this particular learner or uh, potential candidate is actually solving their particular tasks, right? So it also helps the company in a certain sense. So ideally what we want to do is we want to build a learner's profile for each and every learner out there. So that, you know, they can focus just on learning so they they can understand what are their core skills, what, you know, they, what roles they could possibly be applying to, Um, you know, they don't have, they don't really have to worry about, uh, you know, applying to multiple internships separately, because we take care of that for them. So, you know, the idea is to basically make the entire learning process more fun, engaging and interesting. Um, from the student side, we just want to make it more gamified and engaging because we see like, you know, a lot of, uh, video, ba- we see a lot of video based approaches being adopted by Coursera, by edX. We have so many platforms out there that adopt a video based approach, but then, uh, the retention rates are not as high, right? Uh, we do have short videos and all of that, but people now are looking for a practical learning approach. So we want to become that one-stop solution, one-stop platform where people can just come on board solve things on the go. And as I mentioned, since I'm an avid gamer, I'm looking at, you know, involving as many gamified concepts as possible into Vidya as well. Um, So yeah, we just want to build a more engaging platform where learners focus on learning purely. And we take care of getting them internships and job opportunities while also helping companies hire quality talent, making sure that they spend lesser time and money on uh, finding the right set of people for their organization. Okay
0: uh so let me ask you uh, a much deeper question uh, Rahul. Uh, being a stakeholder of uh, uh, education and skill development industry can you tell us uh, what is wrong with this industry right now and where this industry is headed uh, when i ask this question i am uh, more focused towards the indian uh, context uh, in the indian education system and New private entities that are coming up, including the ones who are teaching coding to the uh, kids, etc. Uh, so, just share a very uh, a broad view or thought
1: you have on this topic. Sure, um, that's that's actually another amazing question. So, um, I think one major problem that we're seeing right now is that although we have so many resources out there, we have n number of you know edtech portals out there which teach almost every topic that's available to learn, right? But still, we see that learners are not able to uh, find the right jobs for them. Because according to uh, a survey done last year um, by the All India uh, C- Council for Technology Education, almost 33% of, of the graduates were unemployed. So that's, that's, a huge, that's a huge number in a country like India. Um, a 33% graduate unemployment rate speaks volumes about a lot of things. It raises a lot of questions as to what is wrong, right? And primarily, if you notice, uh, according to what we have analyzed and assessed, uh, it's a, I mean, every edtech platform out there is focusing so much on the theoretical aspects that people forget that, you know, there's a practical aspect that requires, um, that, that one requires to be a part of the industry, right? Um, I mean, now, for example, I might, you know, learn n number of concepts probably through the, uh, just through a video, but then I wouldn't know how well how well I can actually perform those or how well I can execute those things until I actually get my hands dirty, right? Um, so I mean, that's 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 one huge gap that exists in the market. Um, you know, again, colleges as well. We do have colleges that provide us with labs and all of that, but. Uh, it doesn't really give us the exact sense of how it feels to be a part of the industry. The best way, the closest way through which you can get that uh, experience of the industry is through an internship. And again, as I mentioned, not everyone gets one. So, um, I mean, yeah, the biggest problem right now in the industry is that theoretical uh, knowledge is being given a lot of emphasis. But people are slowly realizing that people want more from it. So, I mean, it's more like an evolution that's happening. So when initially we had platforms, uh, you know, give up video based learning content, uh, we had like such, uh, we, have, we had about 10 videos for every course and, you know, it, each video, each video was for like an hour or so. And then slowly, you know, companies revolutionized on that. And, you know, they started making each and every video into multiple modules, like, you know, multiple modules within which you had shorter videos. But now people have realized that that is also not working for them. So they're looking for more, um, you know, a, a more practical sense of things because they want to get their hands dirty. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's we, we can see the change happening, but it's definitely a long one. It, it's going to take some time to get there. But sure, um, this, is, this is one issue that, um, you know, people usually... Uh, I mean, this is one thing that you know the edutech edu- edu- industry right now, at least, is uh, should be focusing on a task-based learning approach. And uh, coming to like you know uh, children learning coding and all, sure, it, it would definitely help them because it gives them a path. Uh, probably, you know, I, yeah, it, it definitely gives them a path with respect to. Uh, how they should be going about things but again children are children they're not sure about what exactly they want to do right they're six years old they might be 10 years old but then i wanted to be a pilot when i was 10 years old <laughs> so i mean uh, our interests don't always remain the same so it's it's all about making sure that things are done at the right time sure i mean if you're interested in coding and you've actually learned coding when you were uh, from the yeah, from your uh, sixth grade or from the time you were six years old it, it would definitely give one a head start, but again, it depends on people's interests.
0: Okay. Uh, now, uh, coming back where, uh, a regular discussion, uh, tell us what are the challenges and failures you have gone through as an entrepreneur uh, so far?
1: Sure. Um, uh, challenges and failures. I think, you know, we face a lot of them. Um, you know, I mean, initially we, we thought that you know just getting an idea up and having a nice idea is actually going to help us get some investment and you know we, we were just on that track to you know secure some investment and all of that but every time we knocked on an investor's door or you know we send them an email we never got a response back because we didn't have anything solid to prove right so as, as entrepreneurs it really took us a lot of time to realize a lot of things because we made our own share of mistakes and it made sense because obviously no investor wants to invest right away in an early, in, in just an idea state startup, right? So that, that that was one thing. So we we tried to understand why investors didn't want to invest. And, you know, we tried to understand that aspect. And that's when we realized that, sure, we don't really have enough profitability or revenue to actually benefit an investor coming on board. So, you know, that's when we actually started focusing on generating more revenue on a monthly basis. And apart from that, one major drawback one major challenge or you know setback that we have faced was uh, when we actually started off with the idea so we spoke to a couple of people in the very beginning um, and almost everyone shot the idea down the barn you know they were like this won't work don't waste your time you know it's, it's not going to work at all and I mean you know that obviously uh, creates an impact in you it kind of uh, makes you question your own decision as to whether this was the right idea to actually pursue uh, but somehow you know my co-founder and i we were there for each other and you we just told each other that let's let's give it a try because you never know what might happen right um and obviously i mean i uh, sure uh, probably they were wrong i could say because if they weren't wrong then we wouldn't have had any users as of now um but yeah i mean you know it's it's, it's all it's it's something that you know constantly uh held us back in the very beginning because we would question ourselves at every step probably they were right probably they were right it took us a very long time to you know uh, come to that conclusion or you know make sure that we put that question behind our head and start just moving forward i mean even if we fail we fail but then we learn something out of it um, that's, that's that 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 was one huge thing that you know we actually encountered in the very beginning because it took us a lot of time to get productive it, it kind of hampered our productivity it hampered our uh, line of thought it hampered a lot of things for us on both a personal and you know professional uh, line because when no one had confidence in the idea, it wouldn't... I mean, obviously, if people keep saying that it doesn't make sense to have this product and we even get it out, there's always that huge thing of people not using the product, right? So that kind of held us back a lot. And also, another major failure was that, you know, we... Uh, there was this one time, you know, where we were really upset about the number of users that we had. So, as I mentioned, until October, we had just 670 users, right? And that that's something that's that doesn't really speak a lot about the company. So, we wouldn't really know whether people actually like the product or not. Um, so, you know, we we constantly tried to do so many things. We tried putting out advertisements, you know, we tried a couple of paid marketing strategies, but nothing ever worked. I mean, like, you know, we, we constantly thought, Pro- okay, and again, you know, the question kicked kicked us back whether we were right in getting this product out because you know even after doing that marketing and you know if people weren't really using the product it obviously gets back to that question of whether this is a good idea whether it's at the right time and things like that um, but somehow we got out of that phase so you know it's it's uh, so majorly all our challenges have been revolving around uh self-confidence um you know that uh, ability to you know stay focused on building the product even um When we're low. Right. Um, So that's, that's, I mean, that's something that, you know, we face and we still do face. I mean, you know, on almost on a weekly basis, there have been so many days where um, we keep, you know, where where we just, you know, are demotivated or, you know, we we just aren't sure about what's the next thing. How do we go ahead? You know, there are so many questions that keep revolving in the head. But then after a point, we just get used to it. I mean, I think those questions are good in a way for us because it kind of helps us think about the product in a different manner. It gives us a vision. It gives us a better roadmap for the product. It helps us understand where we want to take the product. So those questions aren't bad per se, but sure, they are setbacks nevertheless, right? Because um, they keep you know haunting us on the back of our heads right, So all the time. But yeah, um, these are uh, majorly all of our setbacks have been, you know, the self-confidence aspect and things like that. Honestly, failures, we, I mean, we, we really haven't, uh, I wouldn't call anything a failure per se because um, we really haven't faced, we really haven't come to that stage where we can look at a major failure, right? I mean, uh, but I think one huge challenge that we face or one failure that you could say that we've come across uh, as of now, would probably be on the team building aspect uh, because in the very beginning you know we weren't able to find the right set of people to build the product for us so you know we tried hiring interns we tried hiring you know uh, part-time employees but no one really struck the chord so we wanted to get our mvp out much before but uh, we literally had to redo the platform about three to four times before we find you know came up with the right mvp because honestly the three to four times prior to that we couldn't find the right set of people to build the product along with us so uh, i i mean like i uh, at that point in time i wasn't really you know keen on designing and i wasn't a designer per se so i was more of you know this, uh, per, this person who could take care of the back end stuff building apis making sure that the product runs on the back end but i really didn't have a great design sense so we really needed help on that front but we really never got anyone even after spending money and you know spending time with people And that's when I realized this is not going to happen. So we just decided to learn designing, learn some UI UX designing on our own and get things out. But yeah, I mean, coming to that, um, yeah, I mean, one big aspect, one major aspect where we failed was probably to get our MVP out in the right time. Had we got it out a little earlier, we would have probably been a little ahead of where we are currently. But I mean, no regrets, right? End of the day, we just learned how to keep going and that, that kind of helped us go through.
0: Uh, wow, I think uh, uh, you have uh, overcome a good amount of hurdles uh, 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 till now and uh, self-doubt is uh, kind of the biggest hurdle for any entrepreneur out there. Uh, 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 having said that, I would like to understand uh, what are some of the interesting lessons you have learned as an entrepreneur uh, so far which can shorten the learning curve of other entrepreneurs who are just starting out like you?
1: Sure. Uh, um- I think one, one thing that, you know, we, uh, one, one mistake that we made was that we took a very long time to build our MVP and get it out in the market. Um, so one thing that I would really encourage all other entrepreneurs to follow is that when you have an idea, no matter how bad, you know, your designing skills are, no matter how bad your, Development skills are just get an MVP out there because you will never know if people are going to use a product or you know if people are actually going interested in your product until and until you have some users using it. Get some feedback from them, understand what could be better, and then you can definitely rework from there, right? Because there's no stopping. So you have an idea, get an MVP out. That's when you can you actually understand whether people want to use a product. So that would definitely be one thing. You have an idea, definitely get an MVP out because. You will never know if your product is going to work or not until you get it out. Secondly, um, I can't really stress a lot on this because this is actually, I think, the most important aspect for a startup. When you're building a startup, make sure that you find the right set of people to build it with. Um, For us, I think what really struck was the relationship between me and my co founder So since we were roommates prior to starting up, uh, we had like that really close bonding among us, between us. we literally knew you know everything about each other so we knew how you would react to each other we knew how we would uh, take things up and you know we knew about each other's skills and you know the best part is that we complement each other it's not like he's also a tech person and i'm also a tech person no i'm a tech person and he's someone who comes from a non-technical background so you know it's it's all about finding the right set of people because as a startup you might not always have enough funds to hire full-time people you you will not have funds to uh, you know, um, get people on the go as well. It's going to be a really tough job. So end of the day, your product or your startup is is going to be only as good as the team that's going to be building it. So make sure that, you know, you have the right set of people that you're working with because as I mentioned, self-doubt is something that constantly exists in the heads of an entrepreneur, right? And you need that person who can help you get out of that because as co-founders, I think the job is not just to, build something together but it's also to support each other during the lows and highs right so um yeah i mean definitely having the right set of people working with you is one thing that i would stress on and i mean i think it's it's one of the most important things again you know um so yeah that's that's another thing thirdly um it's it's, so a lot of people keep asking me you know um i don't have money uh, you know how can i is it how how can i start up how can i you know build my own startup when i have no money will investors be interested in funding my idea right away honestly the answer i think is no because investors also want to see a sense of profitability in any idea right uh, it took us a long way long time to actually get here and Uh, and there are so many ways through which you can generate revenue. You don't always need to be dependent on an investor's money, right? So, I mean, if you're not able, if you don't have money, if you're not putting in any money from your own pocket, try to generate revenue. I mean, the simplest way, depending on what domain you're in, there might be so many aspects that, you know, could help you generate some quick revenue and just make sure that you use that, you know, balance some funds within the organization. Probably you could hire people through that itself and, you know, get people on board. And, if you're not, if you don't have enough money to pay people to onboard them, just make sure that you can give them a certain equity, because you know, end of the day, obviously there are going to be people who are motivated enough to uh, come into this domain and into the whole uh, startup ecosystem, uh, because startups are always like you know high risk high reward thing. So it's obviously you know if it clicks, it clicks like you know it, it just shoots up, right? So yeah, I mean, um, focus on building revenue streams even before connecting with an investor because Honestly, even if you do connect with an investor, they'll be like, yeah, it's a good idea. Or, you know, they might say that they're not interested, but no one's really going to invest right away until and unless the idea you're working on has never been heard about before and they feel it's revolutionary. So, yeah, I mean, primarily just focus on building your product. Make sure that you get your ideation states sorted, get an MVP out and just build the right set of people. It need not be like tens or you you need not have like 10, 15, 20 people, even four to five people who are, keen on working on the product are sufficient to actually build it through. So yeah, these are a few things that I would definitely convey to people out there if they're interested in starting up.
0: Awesome, awesome. Um, uh, Having said that, uh, I'd uh, like to close this session on this note. Uh, I am done with the questions. Uh, Rahul, is there any final message you want to leave before we end?
1: Uh, Just one thing. I mean, like, you know, I I would urge everyone to, you know, if you're looking at starting up, make sure that you get your product out there as soon as possible. I mean, I, as I mentioned, I can't stress much. I can't stress enough on this, but this is one of the most important aspects um, that, because that's how you get to know if users are going to use your product. And there's no point in spending time on a product if people are not going to use it. right? So if you get your MVP out quickly, you know whether people are going to use it or not. If they're going to use it, scale up, build a better version of it, keep iterating through it if you think they're not going to use it just shut shop and probably focus on building something else eventually right so it saves a lot of time and you know it saves a lot of efforts as well so yeah i mean you have an idea just go out there build it get it to market and see what people have to say and keep listening to your users that's that's pretty much what i'd say
0: uh, okay uh, listeners uh, if you are uh, watching or hearing to us uh, Uh, Do follow uh, Rahul on LinkedIn by typing Rahul Arul Kumaran. Uh, That is it for today's episode. We'll be back with another exciting entrepreneur. Stay tuned to ELI and uh, as uh, Rahul mentioned, uh, work on your MVP. Take care.